afford to be. This is small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, your comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Christy Stratton. And joining us, as always, in the producer's chair is Kyle Dotson. How are you doing, Kyle? Good. How are you guys? Good. Good. We're recording, uh, we're actually recording on Easter Sunday morning because uh, Christy is married to a, a man of Jewish persuasion. Yes. Her, their son is not getting any treats. No, just no. hugs and love. Just hugs and love. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah. You don't need, like my daughter, how many pieces of candy can I eat right now? <laughs> and and how many do you say? I said she could have two. Okay. But then she had a whole, like, she had a whole Twix bar, uh, not a whole Twix bar, a whole Kit Kat that was, that's wrapped in Easter packaging. She's like, does this count as one? And I'm like, yeah, okay. So she ate a whole... So that's actually, to me, that's four. Yes, right. So she ate that, and then she had like this little mini peanut butter egg. And then oh, she goes, those are the best. That mini peanut butter egg was so small. Can I eat some of these jelly beans too? And okay. My wife was asleep, so I said, e- eat it all. <laughs> eat all of it. I so don't you've care. got a negotiator. My, my four and a half yeah. year old is a definite negotiator. Just yeah. everything is up for negotiation. Everything. And, well, anything to do with anything that is, has an, 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 ounce of sugar in it. Okay. Rita will negotiate to the ends of the world. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but we were talking with that. We did, uh, we both did a Seder this week. Yes. Who, who was involved in your Seder? Um, ours were Monday and Tuesday and it's Gary's cousins. Okay. And it's lovely. Yeah, it is nice. It's a lovely thing. It is nice. You know, trying to keep a four and a half year old, um, settled and trying to force him to eat like celery and stuff. Is the whole thing, but one place had a trampoline, so we were good at one point. We just went out there, and he's like, what is this? Yeah, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. Did, um, uh, did, did you hide the matzah? Did he have to go find the matzah? Do you do that game? Yes, and he found it and then on what, the what, second one. He found and it. And what's his prize? Um, two $2 bills. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh. Um, my mother-in-law is a born-again Jew. Uh, which means that she's really? she's taken the Jewish religion un, un, under her wing in in her later years. Okay, like she'll say to us, "I would really love Sarah and Rita to be bat mitzvah," and I will say, "Well, <laughs> after you are, and after Pilar is, then we'll talk about them being bat mitzvah." Because okay. we don't do any of the Catholic ceremonies either. Okay, they were both baptized Catholic, but they also both had a Jewish naming ceremony. Oh, and that's all we're doing. Okay. But my mother-in-law is a crazy control freak. What if she listens to this podcast? She doesn't. Okay. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the perfect uh, example of my mother-in-law. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Uh, who is the famous artist who cut off his ear? Van Gogh. Yes. Now, if you ask my mother-in-law that, okay. she'll say, you're talking about Van Gogh. And I'll go, you mean Van Gogh? Well... <laughs> the real way you pronounce it. I'm like, no, no. I've never heard anyone ever in my life say Van Gogh. Right. Ever. Okay. Ever. She's like, well, that's the way you say it. Mm-mm, no, it's not. Okay. So uh, it was quite a week in Florida. <laughs> like literally from the first, as soon as we got in the house, people are like, I'm so sorry that I made us come here again. <laughs> oh, that's control. Very funny. It's so controlling. She changes words in the Haggadah. 
Like oh, when it, okay. When it'll say God, she'll go, I like to say good here instead of God. And, and Pilar's like, Pilar's like just. <laughs> well, everyone pronounces it good. That's oh, that's right. Good. Very good. <laughs> and Pilar will be like, why are you doing that? I just like how that sounds. Uh, okay. Weirdo. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. So that was our week. So happy Easter. Yes. Happy Seder. As well, yes. Happy, uh, happy earth people. Everything's good in Christy Stratton's life. Um, yeah, right? I mean, I'm busy, but aren't we all? Aren't we all busy? Isn't that living in the modern world? I'm very excited, though. I saw in pictures that they're going to be airing that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony on HBO on, I think, May 31st. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Something like that. Do you know that Bruce uh, talked for 90 minutes introducing the E Street Band? No. Uh Every single member he did like a thing for. It wasn't just That's like. That's lovely, but 90 minutes. If you're there, you're like, wrap that up, Bruce. I mean, I gotta, I'm going to hit the head in this I part. Know, let's go. <laughs> well, who's he talking about? Keyboard player? I'm going to the bathroom. Uh, but yeah, that's a lot of. Uh, yeah. And now, wow. chapter two Dan, <laughs> Danny Federici. It's like, oh, come on, Bruce. What. Um, we have a good topic today. Before we do it, though, I want to get some uh, little bit of uh, business out of the way. The artwork for today's episode is done by Jason Levy. Um, I want to also say that Rock Solid will be live at the Limestone Comedy Festival at 10 p.m. on Saturday, May 31st at the Comedy Attic. And my guest co-hosts will be comedians Brad Wilhelm and Matt Holt. And the topic of the night will be the music of Bruce Springsteen. Oh. I also want to say, go over to www.rocksolidpodcast.com. That is the the site created by Jason Wilcox, but is being maintained by Andrew Rich. Every week, Andrew listens to the entire episode and then just does fantastic notes and jokes about every second of the episode. And he's he's doing an amazing job. He's enjoying doing it, and I'm enjoying that he is doing it. So that's all the business for today. Okay. Actually, I have a phone call. You you have a phone call? Yeah. What if you just stepped out and, and made a phone call? Uh, this is uh, Ned from Denver. Ned from Denver, okay. And this concerns the uh, the Rock Solid OPD little letter R. Okay, oh. that was us. Hey, Rock Solid, this is Ned Burke from Denver, Colorado. And uh, I was just listening to the Rock Solid OPD R. And uh, Mr. Pat Francis, well, you were talking about how much you like to rock on tours, but not the White Stripes so much. I think that you should really try to get down on some Brendan Benson. He's the uh, other guy who wrote songs for the Rock on Tours that kind of make them be better than White Stripes songs. Um, all right. Just a heads up. I think you really like them. Great pop music. Kyle, nice work. Uh, whoever rotating guest is, you're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so now um, that call was from underwater with yes. a tin can and a string. <laughs> was, I think Ned is Aquaman. I think. You think, yeah, that's, that's, that wasn't a good sounding phone, was it? No. That's not on our end either because we're just, we just, we're no. like a voicemail box that people call into. Yeah. Give the number so people can call and talk so about that. 330 rocks 330 rocks Call in, let us know that Christy's your favorite and that Murray's your Please. least favorite. <laughs> um, and Murray's the put-upon guy. I don't know why. He always asks me, why am I the put-upon guy? I go, Murray. Someone's got to be it. His name's Murray. Yeah. Mur. <laughs> well, I'm excited. I'm always, I'm always excited when Christy's here because I like oh. Christy's energy. Thank you. And because she is the one who skews most uh, like the music I like. Yes. And uh, that's the reason that she can't be here every week because then people would get bored. Well. You know what I mean? Maybe. No. So, uh, Christy, what's Christy wearing today? She's got a Malibu t-shirt on. 
Yes. She's got uh, some gold necklaces. I have it. It's a vintage Chanel necklace very nice. from the 80s. Did Thank so, you very who much. Who got that for you? Was that handed down? Oh, no. Did you, was it a consignment store? Thrift um, shop? No, it's one of the stores that does that sort of thing. Okay, cool. And they were having a sale. And you are rocking the horn rim glasses today. Mm. Not the clear frames. Not, not the clear frames. No, I decided to switch it up. And you have how many pairs of glasses do you have? You and Elton John oh, have a lot of glasses. I have a lot. Do you really? I do. Are they all the same style? No. Okay. They're different styles. How many pairs do you have? Tell me how many pairs you do you really have? I don't know. D- ten? Maybe. That's a lot of glasses. Yeah. How do you decide if you're going for a meeting, you're gonna pitch meeting, what glasses do well, you wear? I I I try different ones on and I take a picture of myself. <clears throat> And then I'm like, which one looks better with this outfit? I, just please, let's talk. Nobody wants to hear about my fashion no, stuff. We that, can talk about no, music. That is exactly the stuff I want to hear about, that you take selfies of yourself and then decide what you're going to. I have an app that logs all my outfits, and I get to rate them how much I like them and what weather it was in. Could you make that a website so that everyone could rate your outfits? Oh, but see, I just, I don't want people to say terrible things about me on the internet. So how many glasses did you put on today before coming here? Oh, just this just one. This. I knew, I knew, knew I was going to do this kind of outfit yeah, with we my like, vans we and like my mohair we jacket. Like, we like all the glasses, so it didn't matter. All right. Well, let's talk about music. All right, let's do it. You are uncomfortable today talking about anything personal. No, you know what it is, is that I worry that listeners are like, get to it. And I worry about them. Mike I'm Siegel, thinking of them. Mike Siegel and I talked a couple of weeks ago for 20 minutes before we even <laughs> introduced the topic. Because he had gotten back from uh, scaling Mount Kilimanjaro, so I wanted to hear about that. I've never had any complaints with people say, get to the music. Okay. So, we're cool. All right. You want to tell us what the topic is today? Yes, it's Deep Cuts. Deep album cuts. Another deep cri- album cuts. And what is your criteria okay, well, for this? Because I, I have it. I, I have, I have one. one too. I hope we're on my, the same page. Okay, my criteria was that, it, first of all, it couldn't be an album that we all have. Like Zeppelin, um, Police Synchronicity. There were certain ones that like, we all have these. This is just my criteria. I picked albums that meant something to me mm-hmm. that was hard for okay. me to pick one of the songs from. Okay, cool. So, that, yeah, no, that's okay. good. Now, and as, as I'm looking through the albums I picked, these are artists that you know, but the albums that I picked aren't necessarily ones that uh, that you would have. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, and your criteria might be different but from my criteria. My, my big criteria is it could obviously couldn't have been released as a single. Uh, correct. Yes. Um, I also picked ones that didn't even really get any FM radio play either. As did I. As did I. So we're really playing songs that um, from whatever artists we choose that are probably ones you've never heard unless you're a huge fan of that artist. Right. Or yes. Yes. Or you have this record. This is great. How many, did, how many do you have today? How many does Christy have? I brought 13, I think. Oh, and I brought 14. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, I will start then and that yes, way it'll be perfect. boom, boom, boom. Yes. Okay. So I went, uh, my first artist is uh, Joan Jett in the Black Hearts. And this is from an album called Pure and Simple. Mm. That would not be one that a lot of people would have. And uh, this song is called uh, Wondering. Oh, 
Did you ever hear that song before? No. And I like it. I love songs. Any song that stops and then starts yeah. back up again. I love, love that. Yeah, that was um, when I picked up this when I was in a Joan Jett phrase. I'm like, oh, I don't have pure and simple. And I picked it up and it's pretty great. It's pretty great. But then when that song comes in, it, I think it's deep in the uh, oh. in, in the playlist too. I was like, whoa, that's that's stellar. And when is that? What is that? That's uh, 1994. Oh, okay. Pure and simple. And it's uh, called Wondering. Right. I, by the way, I only have 12. I forgot. Um, okay, this first one. Um, in 1995, I discovered uh, the Elastica album. and um, That's the band, Elastica. Elastica, okay. yes. And um, there were, the hits from there were um, Connection and Stutter was a single. And uh, all of them are just jams. Like when you're a girl in your 20s... <laughs> And you're going through all those things. The whole thing is just from beginning to end uh, fantastic. And this song is Smile. And by the way, that's half the song. <laughs> this song's like a minute and 40. It's that's, such a great record. That is a good jam. Is yeah. it a short album? Is it one of those that just says punchy two or yes. less than three minute songs? Yeah. I mean, there's a few that are longer, but they're just, it's so good. It's so good. Love. Uh, also, I just want to say about my week in uh, Florida, uh, I had so many internal conversations with myself. Oh. Because as we were driving around Florida and her mom would point out every single thing we saw and give you a background history on it. Okay. I would say to myself inside my head, every time her mom would talk, I would say, I don't care. <laughs> Please stop talking. We mm. just kept looking at each other. We were in the back seat and we were like, why? Why does she have to tell us everything? This tree here is a, mm, please, no. Yeah. So much information that you can't process it. Like if you point out two things and go, oh, this is interesting. This sculpture over here is blah, blah, blah. Great. That I've processed that. I'm going to remember that. But if you throw a thousand yeah. things out to me, Christy's yeah, too some nice. of those are getting. I, you know what I do in my head? Sometimes I write emails. I will compose emails in my head. Some I actually write, and some it's just a, a release of things. Therapeutic. Yeah, like I'm getting business done. Yeah. By doing just that to myself, it, it prevented me from jumping out of the car too. So. <laughs> Uh, Christy's here, so I got to play a Cars song. Um, this is, uh, I mean, the Cars don't have a lot of studio albums, but I, I don't think, I think if people had Cars albums that have the first two, or they might have Heartbeat City, they might not have Shake It Up. You think? I thought that was pretty big. No, all right. Well, I don't know. Okay. Panorama would be the one that uh, people but, that really people don't have. Yeah, and yeah. Do- and door to door. Yes. But uh, oh, but Shake so it up. this is off Shake It oh. Up, and this is uh, this is a song called uh, Think It Over. Hmm. Oh, 
Those are true hand claps, though. Those sound like oh, like no. some drum. Sure. Um, I hate when people when I talk about the cars and it's like like Benjamin Moore was singing that. Yes. I hate those people that go, oh, I can't tell who's singing. I'm like, really? You can't tell the difference between their two voices? It's so stark. I know. And people, I just thought it was always the same guy. I know. Well, right? come over here and meet my fist. <laughs> I wish I could just punch <laughs> those people in the face. But, uh, you know, I was always lukewarm on Shake It Up. And then in the past <gasps> years, I've really, really gotten into it a I lot. I love, like, some of the deeper cuts, like A Dream Away yeah. is wonderful. And Cruiser, come on. <laughs> anyway. We just named three deep cuts from uh, from Shake It Up. Oh, I do like Shake It Up. Um, my next one uh, is by a guy named Gary Myrick. I know about Gary. He used to date someone I know. No, now I did not date him. We kissed on the lips once. It was you, you no. Went, you went out we for, had a couple dates went, in the nineties. That, that doesn't really count. Well, if you have a couple dates, I would say I would. In my book, I would say oh, I dated that person. Really? All right. How many dates? Two. Because two is a couple. Three is a few. Four Th- is engaged. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think it was two or three. Two or three. Yeah. You know what happens on the third date? What? <laughs> I'm like, because for us, it was just an awkward lean in the car kiss. Did you, did you say, did you have to, did you split the check one night with him? Did you tell me that? No, I don't, rem- I don't remember pay? that. I think he did. He did pay? Okay. Um, but I was a big fan of his. He's from Dallas. And, and I, then you got to date him. I know. It was kind of a thing. <laughs> but um, so he had some stuff in the 80s that, that at least we knew of. And then he played on John Waite's No Breaks. No Breaks, sure. And, um... He, in the 90s, no, 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 I'm sorry, 2001, he released um, a record called uh, Waltz of the Scarecrow King, and it mm-hmm. was all acoustic. Really good stuff. Like, and nobody, like, I, I it's, it's one of the, you know what I mean? Anyway. It's sad, because you feel so passionate about it. I yes. have so many albums where I'm like, why don't people know this music? Yeah. I know. So- and this song is uh, Honk If You Love Jesus. Okay. Into town at the break of dawn Vampire housewives blowing their horns If you love Jesus, honk If you love Jesus My graveyard love is never done I married that girl at the setting sun If you love Jesus, honk If you love Jesus the dance floor ain't nobody here Mambo Combo plays tune and I have no fear Take my life, take my RV The propane's almost gone And honk if you love Jesus is the name of this song Come like on, that. that's great, that right? Could, that could be a, a gigantic hit for someone like Lyra Lovett. <sighs> I mean... Uh, so great. So great. It must be so hard. I mean, even, you know, there's people write books and people 
they don't get read and people write yes. spec scripts Hi. that don't get made. Hello. I mean, all this kind of stuff. And, <laughs> you know, to make a whole entire write songs, record it, put it out there. And I guess you just have to be happy for the people like you that are appreciating it. Oh, so is I, that on iTunes? No, it is not. It's you not have to go to his website, I think. All right. Well, if you like that, see that, that's, that's a mistake. Put it on iTunes, Gary. I know. I think one song from it is on iTunes because I was looking <clears throat> it up just to see. To, I figured right. that would be a question and it, it ain't there. Yeah, that's always weird. I, I, who was I talking to? I, I was talking to someone, and they were like, well, I don't even know how to get it up on iTunes. I'm like, this seems like something you should be able to find out pretty easily. Right. I put this podcast up on iTunes. <laughs> Why shouldn't your creative work be up there when my nonsense is? <laughs> Very, funny. Oh. Very funny. Okay. This next artist is Billy Joel. Okay. If you're going to own a Billy Joel, name, name three Billy Joel albums that you would definitely own. Well, 52nd Street. Well, God damn it. This is from 52nd Street. So oh, I'm, yay! I'm breaking your criteria. But this is a, this is a, a, a deep well, album. Well, okay. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. <laughs> well, then let's, let's just play it. And I'll say what it is after. Little Gio is a friend of mine. We'll get some money and we'll buy a cheap Hawaiian. Sit on the corner and have a holiday. Hide the bottle when the cop goes by. Talk about women and lie, lie, lie. Oh, my other world is just a half a mile away. Love that song. Love it. I love uh, Rosalinda's Eyes. Stiletto. Until the Night. Yes, Stiletto. There should have been more hits off that album. It's really just um, My Life and Big Shot. Yes. And is honesty honesty on is on that. But they could have gone. Uh, they could have gone for four or five hits off of that album, and it yeah. could have been. It could have been bigger. It was big. Yeah. But there was more hits in there. Yeah. I just watched. They just. Uh, they're getting ready to release, and I had. I got it early to review it. There, his uh, his concert in Russia. Oh. They just expanded it to the full length of the show, and it is so much better than what they released originally as the single disc. Huh. They also includes a DVD of the full concert, and there's also a documentary about the whole trip over there. So I'm watching the documentary. Christy Brinkley's in the documentary because they were, <laughs> sure, you know, they were they were tight at that point. And um, and as soon as she started to talk, in my head, I'm like, oh yeah, you couldn't you couldn't be married to her for too long. Hey, and so, no, listen, now listen. Okay. So that was in my head, but I didn't say anything. And yeah. Pilar was doing work on the bed on her computer. And so Christy Brinkley comes on a couple more times, you know, throughout and she's talking and Pilar just goes, Hey, maybe that breakup wasn't because of Billy Joel, huh? <laughs> I go, right. <laughs> I was just thinking that she goes, Oh my God, this woman's a handful. Like it is just, just That's to hear her, funny. just to hear her talk. I was like, Oh boy, she's, mm, mm, huh. Nope. And I don't feel that way about a lot of women. Okay. You know? Certainly not about you, Chris. No, thank you. But uh, but it's great. So when it comes out, if you're a big fan of Billy Joel, I would highly recommend it. The whole thing's great. They even have the thing. He uh, he goes crazy during one show because they keep lighting the audience. As soon as they light the audience, they stop dancing and getting into the show because they're afraid that the that that uh, the, the military are going to oh. drag them out. <gasps> but since they're filming everything, the, the director uh, Wayne Isham keeps lighting the audience and Billy Joel is 
he's he's not at a he's just at a stand up keyboard and he's like stop lighting the fucking audience and he he takes the whole keyboard and just pushes the whole thing over no he's singing and he picks up his microphone stand and he just beats it on his grand piano it's like he looks like a crazy man wow yeah and I'm like well you might be not be setting a great example for whoa so did they did they then turn it off yeah then they stop they stop lighting it wow Huh. It's great. All right. Um, oh, my next one. Okay, so in 2003, well, let, let me just back up a bit. Back it up. Um, Kurt Cobain, hmm. he spoiled the party for a lot of us. And in By two, bringing this grunge music into town? And, 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 and really killing that kind of... Um, Rock fun music that was silly. Right. And um, in 2003, a band called The Darkness mm-hmm. came into my consciousness. Okay. And they had a, uh, their first record, Permission to Land. I discovered them and I, I, and I was reading about them and like they were thought of as like kind of a joke. Yeah. Like it, this was kind of, they were having fun for us. Right. But the music is great on Permission to Land. And this particular song, and, and, and I mean that in like, I like a perfect balance of wink, I've got a sense of humor, yeah. but also we're going to rock your socks off. Yeah. Love that. And this is Love on the Rocks with No Ice. <laughs> Justin Hawkins is the singer of that band, and that voice is un freaking believable i can't get behind the voice you can't it sounds so (gasps) cartoony when he goes into that high register i oh wow but i agree that the music is is amazing yeah the hit from that was um i believe in a thing called love and that was a pretty big hit and that was like my least favorite on the album that's always fun though when the when the hit is the one you like least because then you're like oh and and if you like that then there's plenty more on that album oh roy thomas roy thomas baker produced their second album Yes. Pretty great. Oh. <laughs> There's one song that's called Get Your Hands Off of My Woman, Motherfucker. <laughs> like, it's really, it's funny, and it's, it's, but it rocks. It rocks. I do think that it rocks. I do like the music. I know a lot of people that like them, but I don't know why I can, I don't like okay. that crazy voice. Okay. I'm going to see um, Queen uh, plus Adam Lambert, because I've never seen Queen. Oh. And, uh. And I'm excited to, to see uh, Brian May and, and uh, Roger Taylor. But um, I just wish that uh, Adam Lambert sings in, in a high register all the time. And Freddie didn't sing in a, you know, 
he he could he would fluctuate. Yes. All. So I hope that he's getting that in gear a little bit. I have to tell you, to the forum. I went to the American Idol finale. Oh, that so was saw, him oh, and okay, the other cool. boy. Yeah. And it was very interesting because when we got there, all the merch for Adam Lambert was sold out. Wow. The other guy, oh, what was his name? Chris something. Let's just say it was Chris something. Chris Dud. <laughs> I don't know, but okay. So there's that. Okay. And. When he, it was interesting. <clears throat> Kyle was looking it up. Chris Colfer? No, no, honey. No. He's on Glee. Kyle. I, that's what came up when I typed it um, Okay, so Adam, for his like number that he did with the band, it was Kiss. And he walks out on stage before the music even starts. And it's a very showy, very non-Middle America right. look. Yeah. And we, it was electric. Um, but I kind of thought, oh, you know, I can see housewives not being completely sold on this cat. Right. But, oh, my gosh. Uh, they did rock and roll, and I, I think, and I think they did We Are the Champions. Oof. Well, he, he sang a couple different songs, and it was something. Like, That's you cool. were watching something. And I'm like, this kid is going to be fine. He is going to have a career. I mean, like, I'm, that, I'm telling you it's going to be a good show. And he, and, he, and he lost. And he lost. Crazy. So, yeah. Kyle, did you find out who the Chris was yet? Hold on. I cannot believe this. You just take, <laughs> is it Chris Allen? No. Maybe? I don't... It, 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 it doesn't matter. Been. It's a Ruben <laughs> Studdard situation. <laughs> it, it may be. I mean, okay. the guy was fine. He was... Adam is something else, that kid. Okay, I'm excited. Good. Um, this is... Uh, my next song is 2000... You just played a song, right? Sometimes when I talk, yeah, I forget. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This, is, uh, this is off an album called Skin by Melissa Etheridge. This is after she had her mm-hmm. big breakup with Julie Cipher. <gasps> Oh. And she just wrote a really st- stripped down 10 songs all about uh, breaking up and love renewed and all that kind of stuff. But I just love Melissa Etheridge's voice. I think it's so strong. Yes. And this song is called Down to One. Was it too hard to try? Was it too hard to lie? Did you just grow tired of hello and goodbye? Was it the naked truth that made you run? Where do I go now that I'm down to? What an instrument. Yeah. That voice is it's crazy. It's so passionate. And it's so powerful. It's yes. just like, boom. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I don't know that one, Skin. It's a deep album cut mm. from a deep album. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were, so there were no hits from the, or no singles? Um, or? Yeah. The single was, um, the single was, don't look it up because I can tell you right now. Don't get, plus you're going to just tell me. Well, Chris, Chris Allen was the person. Okay. Okay. See, no one even knew. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. The uh, the single off of Skin was called "I Want to Be in Love." Hmm, I don't think I remember. Minor that. hit. I think uh, Jennifer Aniston is in the video. Oh, yeah. Hmm. All right. Um, my next song comes from one of my favorite albums of all time. I just want to say that. Okay. It is by Gary Newman. 
Okay. okay? Yeah. Just just let that wash over you. Uh, the the album is called I Assassin. I know. I think I know the cover. He's got like a, a yes. hat on. It's like purplish, and is there some stripes or something? It's oh. kind of like. Or is he under a, He's a, a light post? Yes, yes. Under the lamp light post. Po- lamp, that's, yes, okay, yes. that's what it is. That's what Which it is. I thought was like his second album, but it turns out it was his fourth yeah. in 1982. And this guy, I mean, Cars was a huge hit the couple years before, whatever. Which, by the way, he was like 19 or 20 when he wrote that song <laughs> that's still around today. Just so you guys know. Gary Newman is only 56 years old. That's crazy. You would think that he's, uh, well, he must be as old as Mick Jagger, right? No. Uh, he's just some kind of prodigy. But yeah. anywho, the whole record I love. Um, I love his whole vibe. I remember seeing him in Erga Music War. Do you, mm-hmm. Does that mean anything to you? Uh, it does to April Richardson. Oh, she I says bet. she walk, watches it on a <gasps> weekly basis. Uh, I just remember watching it as a kid and it was like, oh, what is this? It's a little scary. Uh, but anywho, uh, this particular song is, um, I could, it was so hard to pick a song. Um, but it's called The 1930s Rust. All right, here we go. Listen good Don't cry for me Don't cry anymore Now just shut your mouth And this point of you Listen guys Say you got You posted on the Rock Solid page that this was your favorite album. Because I think one I asked my... people to name like one album or something. And oh, you... yeah, no, yeah, I did that thing with the 10 albums that meant something. Yes, and yes, yes. I just, I, I can't even. The, the song that was play, got airplay is called We Take Mystery to Bed. I don't know if that rings any bells. I, it doesn't ring any bells. If you heard it, you might know it. He doesn't actually say the line. It's one mm-hmm. of those. Um, or, anyway, but um, I just, that whole record is so, it sounds just like that with that kind of like, I, I don't even know what, but I... When was the last time you listened to this album start to finish? Oh, I, I just don't. I don't do that. You don't? I don't. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, it'll come up in the mix in the car. And you go crazy. I just love... I love it. I love it. What? Uh, I had another question. I left my mind. That's okay. A Gary Newman question? Um, yeah, but I forget what it was. Uh, do you still like him? Do you buy his newer music when no, it comes out? It's no. just This is a, a, a time piece for you. Yes. A place of time holder. A place in time. Yes. What am I trying to say? Yeah. Placeholder? Placeholder of a well, time gone by. I don't know what I'm trying I, to say. I, and it was one of those things, like, as a kid, I didn't have a lot of money, so mm-hmm. I would just... A lot of records I didn't get to buy when I was younger because I couldn't afford them, but I do remember that this one was a cutout, so it was... I have so many cutouts. Do you, are you familiar with the cutouts? Oh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> did you... Uh, did you uh, did you have a job in high school? Did you work when you were a kid? I did. I did. What'd you do? Well, I babysat, okay. or I I worked at Foot Locker. I, I was at Baskin Robbins when I was in like. I, I think you mean Lady young. Lady Foot Locker. No, I was the I was the oh, cashier. Okay. <laughs> I was the cashier at the Foot Locker. So what did you do with your money? Didn't you spend your money on, or did you save it? Oh, I spent it. You spent it, but just not on Gary Newman's album. Well, I mean, how much? I mean, I remember my first job at Baskin Robbins. I made two dollars and ninety cents an hour. Wow. That's crazy, isn't I it? I know, I know, right? I mean, I was like thirteen. <laughs> I shouldn't have really <laughs> even had a job, but anyway. But yeah, I spent like all all my money was always spent on music. Mm. I've told this story before. Uh, 
the uh, the door that everyone uses to come in and out of my parents' house, they use they use what they call the back door. And uh, okay. and anytime I would come in and I would have an album, my parents would go like crazy. They're like, "Why are you buying so many albums? When are you going to play these albums? Why do you you know you already have so many albums upstairs right now?" So what I would have to do is I would set my purchases at the front door, come in the back door. Hey everybody, go to the front <sighs> door, grab my purchases, and head upstairs to my room. Wow. I know. Because once they're up there, they don't know. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know what's up there. I would do that with my parents. They had a Vietnamese family living up there. They didn't know. <laughs> this, uh, this is a deep album cut from a band called Journey. Oh. but not I'm the, not familiar. But not the Journey fronted by Steve Perry. Oh. And not the Journey fronted by Arnell Pineda. This was the singer that was between Steve and Arnell. Wow. This is <laughs> You this, own that? Oh my god, do I own it? Okay. This guy was named Steve Ajiri. Okay. Steve yeah, Arnold. yeah, yeah. Steve, and they had uh, they had two albums with him. They had Arrival and an album called Generations. This is from the first one with him. This is called Signs of Life. It's been 40 days since I heard from you. This waiting game you put me Silence killing me day to day. Losing hope, I lose myself. It's got me thinking of someone else. We need to talk. Signs of Life. I love okay. that album. <laughs> I love when you don't like something. You're just no, like, no, no. I Alrighty. just no, but you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you can't go into someone's soul and, and find out what like I can't. That's not special to me right, as right, it right. is to you. Because it's a deep album. Yeah, no, but that sounds like a pop song. Yeah. Like it could have, you know. Sure. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, my next one. All right. Is from one of my favorite records from the 90s. Because you know I love my ladies. Right. I love my Alanis, that whole vibe. Oh, I do love Alanis Morissette. In 1997, there was a, a woman named Meredith Brooks who yes. hit the scene. And I bought the records called Blurring the Edges. And um, the song, the, the big song was Bitch. From right. the, and it, it, I still, I mean, yes, you can laugh at it now, but I got to tell you, I think it's a great song. It's a great pop song and had a great whatever. Um, and, and, and she came after Alanis, right? Yes. Right? Because yes. Bitch was kind of an Alanis sounding yes. song. Yes. Uh, yes. But the rest of the record is pretty good. It was produced by David Ricketts of David and David. Oh, yeah, yeah, Remember, yeah. Yep. Um, Welcome to the Boomtown. Uh, but this particular song I love. Because this came out when I was in my 20s. And um, what I love about it is how, well, you know how there's a lot of female power with all these songs of hers or Alanis's, but this song kind of owns her own um, issue. Okay. And it was very familiar to me. And this song is called Birthday. 
When's your birthday? What's your middle name? Who's your hero? What's your favorite flavor ice cream? Can you tell me, tell me this? Are you Aries? Are you on the cusp of cancer? Gonna get to know you better. What? No, it's not a quiz. Well, you can trust me now. We'll dig a little deeper. Let's trade numbers. Let's trade papers. I can find you any place. Hey, why are you looking at your watch? We haven't had this. Birthday. That's funny, right? I, like I that love song. it. I no, love I like that it. song a lot. I'm it's, on board with that. Yeah. I'm going to go to iTunes and buy that song. It's it's like owning... I mean, I can remember being that girl. Like having... And and anyway, I just absolutely love that song. And I, I don't know that there's anything in that similar vein that... Is, Are you still that girl deep down, though? You know... Do you have to hide that part down. of yourself? Do you I kind of do. That? Why? Well... I don't know. I mean, I probably cry in my car at least once a week. Did did Gary Man meet this girl? No, no. Well, uh, our paths crossed. I thought you were having a seizure for a second. <laughs> well, but we didn't date until later. Okay. In the 2000s. All right. In the aughts. I, that girl sounds okay to me. Right? And, it, yeah. and she kind of had an interesting... And she did Lilith Fair. And yeah. I, I think she was a victim of, from what I can tell... That that um, when your record label and you do a new record label and that one goes away and so I you know just juggling the record labels yeah yeah that's and tough. I, I I don't know that she recovered but I love the re- the whole record is there was a few songs I was like oh but this one was you know that's funny. good I like that song a lot hmm. uh, I'm gonna go way back 1974 Ooh. a band that uh, a lot of people when you bring up they just oh Steely Dan. <gasps> But I love I love Steely Dan. Much maligned Steely Dan. <laughs> this is from Pretzel Logic, and this is called Berry Town. I don't know where Barrytown is. I don't know if it's a real place. I don't know what the song's about. I have no idea, but I love the song. That's great. I love it. Pretzel Logic was one of those ones that I owned on cassette because I got the 20 cassettes for a penny. Yeah, and, you're like, and I just never got that deep into it. <laughs> right. Because what what's on there? Ricky Don't Lose That yes. Number. And um, there's another big hit on that. But yeah, I like Barrytown a lot. Barrytown is in New York. Okay. And what goes on there? Does it have any... Uh, Anything about it? It is within the Hudson River Historic District. All right. Mm. Well, let's write a song about that. <laughs> That's funny. I was just assuming it meant like Christie Town, like writing a song about going to Christie Town. Well, that's a good way to... It's very self-serving. Oh, it's, it's, near, it's nearby <laughs> Bard College. Okay. That's where they, they went to Bard. Mm-hmm. They're from... But they went to Bard. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure they did. 
Yeah, is Bard it, in yeah, Annandale? Is Bard in Annandale? Let me see. I like this. Uh, yes, it's in Annandale. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Pilar went to Bard for a semester. Oh. Yeah. All right. That's what uh, my old school's about, Bard. I ain't never going back to my old school. Oh. Yeah. That's why he that's why he goes to Barrytown. Yeah. But then he did go back and they gave him an honorary doctorate years later. So <laughs> go figure. I, I loved that two against nature. That one that won the Grammy over the Eminem record and there was a big brouhaha over it. Is but that, two against nature is fantastic. Is that with Cousin Dupree? Is yes. Cousin, oh, that's a great song. It, yeah, the whole record is wonderful. Yeah. And and I remember they got a lot of flack because what this Eminem record is so big and so great. And I'm like, but this is a it's a different it, thing. It was like thirty years between albums too for them. Yeah, it was well, it was worth the wait. Well, they're touring this summer. Get your tickets. Um, so my next one. Which state fair will that be at? Oh, you! <gasps> They're coming to the forum. They play the big sheds. <laughs> um, okay, ZZ Top in 1981 had a record called El Loco, mm-hmm. and it kind of came after their more bluesy stuff, and then it was the transition to the kind of the more. That's got the tube snake boogie. Yes. And pearl necklace. Yes. Uh, it's great. What are those songs about? <laughs> Well, that's one with like I don't know who's singing. Is it is it Billy Gibbons? Is it the guy with the beard? Dusty Hill, like because they both sing. I just don't know their. Di- yeah, I don't know either. But and they not- both have long beards, so you don't know. Right. Okay. Well, one of them. I'm saying Billy. Okay. Um, okay. This song, it's kind of a novelty song, but it cracks me up. And let me. It's called Heaven, Hell, or Houston. Okay. And let me just set it up. Like every time it comes um, up, I laugh because imagine the story to me is very clear it's some woman she dated crazy billy gibbons uh, she's moved on in her life possibly gotten married and had kids and he comes he gives her a phone call and it's creepy and it, and it's just hilarious <laughs> to me okay let's hear this Verse I don't like, even know how to classify that. <laughs> I think he was using the same phone as Ned from Denver. <laughs> <laughs> it just cracks me. That it is, just cracks uh, me up. And walk off a kiss of the tears. I mean, it just makes me laugh. Is that a song? Is that really a song? Well, they, there's that musical interlude, and then he comes back chorus? and says, "No, no, it's the the music." And then he says, "Farewell, I'll catch you later at some <laughs> sin infested." You know, street corner in oh Houston, God. Texas. Oh it just cracked. Because I'm just imagining that woman like, oh, my gosh, what does he want? <laughs> he just got out of rehab. Oh. Anyway. Oh, that makes wow. me laugh. That, is, uh, that seems like that album might be filled with novelty songs. <laughs> Perhaps. 
Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, my next band is Soul Asylum. Ooh. So they had their big uh, big breakthrough album was Grave Dancers Union in 1992. Then they followed that up in 95 with Let Your Dim Light Shine, which I think is an amazing album. And then they took another three years and they had an album called Candy from a Stranger. And by the time Candy from a Stranger came out, people didn't care. Okay. You know what I mean? They just, it was like Soul Asylum, like Soul Asylum had been around for years. Yes. And then Runaway, Runaway Train came out and then they kind of, then they were back into obscurity. But this is a song from Candy from a Stranger, which is called No Time for Waiting. And I think it's an amazing song. You've never heard it. No. No, no. It's enough to make you sick. It's enough to make you want to quit. But you don't understand how I'm feeling. You don't understand my love. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, Thank I you. like that. I like that. Thank you so much. Hmm. I had to play that to get the taste of Billy Gibbons' creepy call. <laughs> I know. It's funny though, right? How are you doing? Are you <laughs> Hello, doing? darling. Hello, Christmas Stratton. <laughs> oh my gosh, that just makes me tear up crying. How are you doing, Christmas Stratton? <laughs> um, oh. Shooting beer bongs over <laughs> there, balancing my checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Okay, my next song. I want to preface it with, I was never a fan of Pearl Jam. Okay. Pearl Jam came along that time with like, like that, that kind of gets stuck in something stuck right, in your throat rock. Right. Like that whole, they've met like, I just, any of that, I'm, I'm, I'm not in. Heimlich maneuver rock. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, but a beautiful, wonderful movie came out in, I wrote this down, went 2007. I like you have notes. I like the notes. Well, because I'll forget. Okay. Um, called Into the Wild. And it's about that guy who went to the woods and yeah. he died in a bus. That idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> his name was Chris McCandless, I think. Anywho. Yeah. The movie is wonderful. If you ever get the chance to see it, it's directed by Sean Penn. It's a wonderful movie. Is that Emile Hirsch? Is that who's yes. Yes. Speed Racer is in it? Yes, Speed Racer. Thank you. <laughs> and there, and Hal Holbrook has a very small part, but mm-hmm. he got an Oscar nomination for this role. There's a, a monologue that is just devastating. Like, it, anyway, it's a great movie. Okay. And the music is wonderful. And I, after, I remember getting the soundtrack and thinking, oh, he's going to have an Oscar better. Um, but one of the kind of songs that I thought was okay got a Golden Globe, mm-hmm. and then he never got nominated for any Oscars That's for this weird. movie. And the music is outstanding. And this particular one is called um, Hard Sun. Beside her, I am the better man. When I look to leave her, I always stagger back again. Once I built an ivory tower so I could worship from above. When I climbed down to be set free, she took me in again. There's a big, a big heart. 
he's talking about the son. I love that. <laughs> that like it, 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 that you think he's talking about a woman, and then ooh, nope, he's talking son. about the son. I like his oh, voice. I like when he sings like that. I like when he doesn't put on all the. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's really beautiful. The, uh, it just—it's very moving and outstanding. Just people uh, love their Pearl Jam and their Eddie Vedder. That's for sure. And and I was not one of them. Yeah, I like uh, I like a handful of Pearl Jam songs, like okay. the ones that are released and popular, and they stick in my head. I go, oh, okay, I like that one. Yeah. Obviously, the man has talent. Yeah. What happened to Jeremy? Whatever happened to that kid? <laughs> Seemed like a nice kid. Sure. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Um. I don't know about you, but sometimes if I like an artist, uh, when their album comes out that doesn't do well at all, sometimes I'm like, oh, I really gravitate to that one. I, uh-huh. I like that one a lot. Sure. So this, my next song is from Stevie Nicks. This is from her, uh, her album called Street Angel, which is uh, her weakest performing album ever. It, uh, what's it say? On Wikipedia, I have to read this. It says, uh, this was recorded at the end of her eight-year-long dependency on the prescription medication <laughs> Clonopin. Okay. So um, that's what I'm drawn to. This okay. is uh, this is from 1994, and this song is called uh, Rose Garden, and this is about uh, a woman who's uh, addicted to clonopin. <laughs> who's addicted to clonopin. Uh, she's with this guy who really loves her, but he tells her that he's he he knows that she's rich and successful, and he'll never be able to give her the things that she's achieved monetarily, but he'll give her this, this, and this, and has three verses, and uh, you know she doesn't go with him and then it's like no i should have i was wrong but this is Hmm. the first this is the first verse rose garden very country feel like it Yeah, so we get three verses of that, and then she's like, mm, I made a mistake. Stevie. Mm. I'm sure that was based on someone, too. You know it. You know it was. Um, but she's not going to tell who it no. is, because she ain't Taylor Swift. But she did tell... Have you ever heard the... Um, have you ever heard her song, Has Anyone Ever Written, written Anything, anything for, for You? Oh. Do you know the story behind that one? No. It's now... I'm, I'm, I could be getting a little bit of it wrong, but I'm pretty sure... She wrote that for Joe Walsh, because... Uh, Joe's daughter died in a car accident when she was like three <gasps> and he took in Stevie and Joe Dayton. He took her to a place like up in the mountains where he had had like a memorial bill for her, like with a, with a oh. pond and like a little, you know, and just, and she, and it just blew her away. So she wrote that song for wow. him. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's really, that's, oh, that's I tough. I didn't know that. Yeah. That is, I can't even, I, I know. can't even. We're parents. 
We can't. We can't think. No. Of yeah. No. Crazy. I can't even see the Hunger Games. I I walked <laughs> out of Hunger Games. Because it sucks. <laughs> well, no, just in the middle of it when all the kids start murdering each other. I let, I just, I was a mess and I took a cab home. I'm like, Gary, you watch the rest of this. I can't handle it. Gary didn't leave with you? No. <laughs> no, he didn't. What's wrong with Gary that he didn't leave? <laughs> well, I told him he could stay. He likes movies. It's we fine. Were, we what were, we saw, Pilar was pregnant and we went to see that Denzel Washington movie, Washington movie, John Q. Okay. He takes the hospital hostage because his son needs a heart transplant. Oh my god! And um, we're like we're like half hour into that, and Pilar's like, "I know, I'm not <laughs> watch any more of this. No, no way, no." And uh, I left with her. Oh, you know who wouldn't have? Gary man. Gary no, no. He <laughs> just on, said, I "Take just, a cab." I just started getting into it, honey. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so anyway, when I, when I hear a story like this, Joe Walsh thing with his three year old <sighs> daughter, and then. You know what then? Go drink and do drugs if you need to. Right? I'm, I'm okay. If yeah. that's what you need to get over that, have at it, Joe. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's rough. Back to you. Okay. Um, well, in 1993, mm-hmm. I had uh, very recently graduated from um, college. Okay. And I lived in Florida, and I applied to be a PA on MTV Daytona Beach Spring Break, 93. Oh, I hope you got that job. Oh, I did. Okay. And for $50 a day, I would schlep sandbags around. I got sandwiches for Dr. Dre and Ed Lover. Excellent. I went and got, um, uh, oh gosh, tempura for Lenny Kravitz. Okay. And he didn't want a trailer. He just wanted to move his, put his bus right there. Um, I remember trying to, uh, um, did make, you, did you physically hand it to Lenny Kravitz? Uh, well, what I did was I, I stepped on the bus uh-huh. and I was told to rush it there because the hots had to stay hot and the cold had to stay cold. Okay. And I got to the bus, like I, I had done this amazing thing yeah. and they're like, and he's like, y'all wait until after the set. So it was just sat there and got cold anyway. So I, I, I just kind of was like, oh my goodness. Uh, but, um, oh, who else was there? Who else was there? Um, um, oh, I had a story about somebody else, but of course I forgot. Sorry, oh, I oh, living color. Remember Living Color? Yes. We've, I've played them. I, okay, it's always raining in the afternoon in Florida. Always, always, always. And I was in charge of the green room tent that was right below the stage. Yeah. And there was like a, a thing for hot water and coffee that plugged in outside of the tent. And it rained every day. Okay. okay? So I was in charge of trying to, in the rain, plug the coffee thing back in so that it would be hot. And not, in get the ele- rain, and not get electrocuted. And not get electrocuted. And I had all my... Anyway, um, the Black Crows were there uh, promoting Southern Harmony and Musical Companion. And uh, it's one of my favorite records. Just super, super strong. It's a great record. I wanted to play my morning song, but for some reason it was, it was a phantom on my thing. Okay. Uh, but I also love this song, which is No Speak, No Slave. And they opened up their set with it. Like they, they were going through the green room and, um, you know how there was the one guy that looks like he's the business manager right. and the, and then there was one guy that was kind of a jerk and he was like, people wanted to take pictures and he was like, fuck y'all. And I can't even imagine him being that today. Cause there's just, it's impossible to control right. that, but they were impossibly skinny. And of course, lovely ladies around them. Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't hang. They didn't hang in the green room tent. Um, and they went up and just, you know, blew the whole right. thing apart. And the, and he played the song, which is amazing.
What I love about the Black Crows, besides the fact that they rock hard. That's a great song. What I love, okay, so lyric-wise, you have one side of the, one side is like Bruce Springsteen. I got Mary pregnant, we went down to the river. You know, lyrics that are very clear, you get what it means. Then on the other side, you have Rick Ocasek, you know, there's a cheetah walking high, a liquid whispers dragonfly, where you just, that you have no, it's not yeah, knowable. Like, what the hell is that about? But what I love about the Black Crows is they give you enough imagery to kind of but then to to interpret the way that you want kind of but mm-hmm. yet so there's some clarity and some that's a little and i let there's a, a my morning song uh, the chorus is march me down to the seven seas bury me with a ruby ring kiss me baby on an easter sunday day make my haze blow away so like you're like oh all this imagery and then but then make my haze blow away that's clear i yeah. get that anyway i just love i love that could almost lyrics. be a led zeppelin lyric <laughs> kind of. You yeah. put a dwarf in there. Right. And, and, and drag it out for eight minutes. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh, no, that was a great tune. I like that song oh. a lot. What was that song? Say that title of that song again. No Speak, No Slave. No Speak, No Slave. I don't have that. I got to buy that. Uh, we talked about this band briefly earlier, Queen. This is from one of my top three or four favorite Queen albums called Sheer Heart Attack. Um, as I got into Queen and I would start to read the liner notes and stuff and see who wrote the songs, uh, the guy who doesn't sing in Queen, John Deacon, wrote some amazing songs, including this one called Misfire. Ever heard that? No, and I would never guess that's Queen. Yeah, deep album. Cuts. I really like that. I hope uh, I hope people make a playlist out of what we're playing. Today. I hope so. I hope they go and sky find these and buy them. That's what it's about. Absolutely. Um, okay, Rod Stewart. Mm-hmm. It's funny how I didn't realize I picked a lot of kind of moderny ones. Although the '90s, how modern is that? But Rod still, Stewart, this will not be a deep album cut for me because I have every you single do? Okay. Rod Stewart. Song. 1998, when we were the new boys, mm-hmm. love it. I, it wasn't that like kind of the last of his kind of rockier ones. Like, didn't he go a little bit croony after that? He um he had one more album after that. Let me see. Let me look. I know it. Uh, I saw him on. Is that me? It's probably Murray. Oh, right. that's funny. I was like, oh, are we doing a bit? Are we going to no, do a voice? A, yeah. Um, <laughs> after that, he had one more album called Human. Okay. And then he went full blown. Okay. Uh, Sarah. Sarah. Hold on. I'll pause it. Pause it for a second. So uh, when we were the new boys, when that album was released, um, I was living out here and he was doing an album signing at Tower Records and then he played in the parking lot. Wow. It was amazing. So For I did, change? <laughs> no, no, no. He didn't. He, Rod doesn't drop He the hat. is sitting on a pile of cash. Yes. Make no mistake. No. That one, that one has he's, got, yeah. yeah. He, with all the ex-spouses and all the kids, he still has yeah. money, money, money. For sure. But, um, so I didn't actually, I, I, I got in line late. I couldn't get in to get an autograph, but I did watch the show and it was a full on, 
It wasn't like Rod's going to play five songs. He played he played 15, 16 songs set out of the wow. parking lot. It was amazing. Oh, well, yeah. I really love this record. There's I really love it too. Covers and I think it's I think it's all covers except maybe one song. Okay, yes. Think, yes, I, right? Yeah, it's all covers. Uh, well, this particular one is to me showcases his voice and it's called Weak. Oh, it's this is an amazing song. This is an amazing song. Lost in time, I can't count the words I said when I thought they went unheard All of those harsh thoughts, so unkind Cause I wanted you, I wanted you And now I sit here, I'm all alone So here sits a bloody mess, tears fly home a circle of angels Deep in war Cause I wanted you That's phenomenal. Right? I, yeah. I mean, there were a bunch of I loved from this record that I wanted to, but I'm like, no, that one's the yeah. one. No, I do love this whole album, 10 songs, top to bottom. It's got a song. It's got an Oasis cover. It's got a, a, a Faces cover that he never actually sang. But right. He does sing it now. There's a, a Nick Lowe song. There's a Graham Parker song. And, uh, and then the title track, uh, Rod Did Right, when we were in the New Boys, is the one original. So uh, Yeah. Love it. Uh, that's a great pick. Yeah, I would say get that whole album. That's a deep album cut album. <laughs> um, where are we go? Where am I going? Oh, I'm going with a, a singer who I who I was never a fan of him in his band. He's hmm. never really a fan of the Jay Giles band. Really? Just <gasps> just the just the what? hits, just the singles, just okay. the you know comeback and you know and centerfold and but just centerfold is one of the greatest pop songs yeah, of all time and I, and I love it but but whenever I would listen to a Jay Giles band album okay. I wasn't really interested in a whole album okay but I love Peter Wolf solo albums I love all the albums I love I love Peter Wolf solo so Elliot this, Easton played on Lights Out. Uh, yes, he did. That's a great album. Mm. Um, so this is uh, this is from 1998's Fool's Parade, and this is called "The Cold Heart of Stone." Green Street, full of memories. doing what they please. I remember the funky old place where we used to stay. I just saw him like uh, two years ago. There's a small, tiny, tiny club. It's um, it's on. Uh, how come I can't remember anything? Uh, it's on Vine. Okay. You have to enter from the back. Like there's no front like signage or anything. And I just happened to be like looking through like uh, the uh, the LA Weekly, and it. Um, God damn it! 
What's happening? This is Murray, and I'm telling I'm telling him I'm recording right now. Um, I'll edit this out, but uh, I'll keep the goddamn in. But uh, <laughs> and uh, and I went, and it, there was only like there was only like a hundred people at the show, and the stage was so jammed with musicians. It was it was incredible. Wow! It was so small that at one point a couple people were talking, and he just said, "Hey." Uh, shut up! I'm doing this, do, trying to do a show up here. <gasps> wow! Because it was like it was like I, I bet this room is about the size of the. It was crazy. Wow! So great. I hope he's in that Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony big jam at the end. He's always randomly there, and yeah. I love it. I'm yeah. like, oh, and then there's Peter Wolf. He just shows uh-huh. up and walks on in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he he's a rock star, thin, and still looks great. And he's yeah. like sixty five or something. Sounded okay. great. Amazing. Love huh. It. Yeah. No, I, but I like Jay Giles though. That I was know. my first concert. My very first concert. And were they, the he- were they the headline band? Yes. Sixth grade. Who took you to that show? A friend of mine's mom. Okay. And I remember like, what's that smell? I remember that <laughs> very clearly. I'm like, oh, what's the smell? And John Butcher Axis opened. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I just remember, cause we had really good seats and the, the the curtain went up, and I'm like, that's the band. There they the are. band, they're right there in yeah. front of me. And it was just a mind-blowing experience. And was this freeze-frame tour? Yes. Okay, of course. Yeah. Great. With the with the hand prints, yep. and that went up. And Did they sing Piss on the Wall? You know, I don't know that they did that. I love that. In fact, that was that's always in my rotation. I love yeah. that song. All I want to do is take a piss on the wall. It's like, screw you, that's great. whoever. Angel in Blue. Yes. It's a great song. Flamethrower. That record is good. Do you mind if we throw paint on each other right now? <laughs> yeah. Isn't we... that a very interesting creative choice for yeah. a video? I mean, yeah. at the time, you don't think anything of it because you're a kid. But I wonder what anyway. that is. It couldn't be real paint. You wouldn't throw a bucket of paint on your friend's face. Uh, I don't know. That was early days of music video. They didn't it was have... It probably full of lead. I know. <laughs> It'll come out. Yeah. They just hit the showers right after that, right? Uh, yeah. Freeze right? frame. Oh. Would it... Would it and if you had to do more than one take, that'd be a disaster. Oh, you're done. Oh, yeah, no, Forget no. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> what's up next? What do you got? What's in your... Oh, is it me? Oh, room? well, this is another one um, from the 80s. This is from 1982, which was a big year for me in okay. discovering. Uh, the Sparks had a record called Angst in My Pants. And my angst in my pants wants to take a piss on the wall. Yes, right? <laughs> and the, the songs um, I Predict and Mickey Mouse... Were on the radio. Okay. And I remember like knowing and being aware that like this wasn't Dr. Demento. Like right. this was real music that just happened to have a sense of humor. And the song I picked, The Decline and Fall of Me, also has that little kind of tongue in cheekness, but it's also kind of has a kind of seriousness to it that I, I, I find really compelling. Um, and here it is The Decline and Fall of Me. <laughs>
that record was produced by Mac. Does that Who, name mean anything to do? Mac? Yes, he produced uh, many of the Queen albums. Yes, The Game the, and, and a bunch of Billy Squire. Yep, The yeah. Works and yeah. That was the first one. I'm like, oh, Reinhold, Reinhold Mac is his name. Oh, is he it? Just, just goes by Mac. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm jealous because where you grew up, you were exposed to uh, a, a bigger variety of music, I think, than, than I was in small town Pennsylvania. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, we had uh, like two album AOR stations, mm-hmm. uh, album-oriented rock. Yeah. And then we had a kind of a pop station, and then there was the late night, you could get the alternative kind of thing. Yeah, see, I would have never heard uh, 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 anything from Gary Newman other than Cars. Okay. Or, or anything from Sparks, ever. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was kind of it. That that record, I don't know. That one in the, the, the one that he had the duet with Jane Weedlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, called... Was it Cool Places? Cool Places. Cool I places, love yeah. Cool Places. Um, yes, anyway. Are love you, that record. Are you ready to make some hard and fast cuts right now? <gasps> okay. Oh, I'm gonna, she only has two left. Okay, then I'm going to make hard and fast cuts. I'm going to cut... The one I should cut, I'm not going to cut. <laughs> But I'm going to cut, I'm going to let some solo Roger Daltrey and some solo Pete Townsend go. Okay. Goodbye, guys. Sorry. Mm. And I'm going to go with this next one, which I probably, I don't think anyone's going to enjoy this song. Oh. And it's by, it's by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> it's 90 minutes. It's, um, <laughs> it's from his, uh, it's from uh, one of the two albums he made without the E Street Band, which I love those albums, Human Touch and Lucky Town. Those are great albums. Uh, Bruce didn't surround himself with people who couldn't play. You know, I think that's what people are like, the Street Band's awesome. Well, he's not just going and getting some jug band <laughs> to back him for these two albums. So, uh, but this is, a, this is a deep album cut from Human Touch called Cross My Heart. And I love it. Second time I crossed my heart and came in from the south I was lying there with something sweet salty in my mouth I crossed my heart When I crossed my heart When I crossed my heart Pretty dark movies Well, you may think the world's black and white And you're dirty or you're clean You better watch out, you don't slip Good. Yeah. That was written by Sonny Boy Williamson, and then, oh. and then Bruce uh, added some lyrics to it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I love that song. It, I think uh, there's you can go on websites and find out what songs Bruce has played live, and I don't think he's ever played that one live. It's like one of the handful of songs that he's never played live in concert. It's the live and love and made of... Yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Led Zeppelin never played that live, did no, they? No, they didn't like it. Paige did not like that song for some reason, from uh, what I can remember reading. song. It's awesome. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. So um, so you'll play one, I'll play one, and then you'll play one. Okay. And then Kyle will play us out. Now, I don't know that this is fair to do this. Uh-oh. This is a But this I'm going to play band. six more songs. Okay. No, no, no. Well, this <laughs> band, uh, All Day Sucker, is an L.A. band. Okay. They're not signed. They're not... I mean, this record I got at the show... Um, I was introduced to them by comedian Wayne Fetterman. And the lead singer's name, like when we talk about great stage names, I I know you guys had Jack Hughes. That is a great stage name, but it is nothing like Morty Coyle. 
Morty Coyle is a great <coughs> stage name, right? Okay, and the band is called again? All Day Sucker. Okay. And this uh, particular song is from, uh, the, well, it's the, it's the, the, it's the self-titled album. Okay, well, but, I'm going to tell you, this, oh, album, this album is on iTunes. Oh, good. So this is, this is always a valid choice. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, well. Um, it's, got a, it's got a lollipop on that. Yes. An all-day sucker. He is a real showman, this guy. Okay. And um, does some covers that are funny. And so he, I, I, it's funny, I didn't realize I had a lot of the songs that kind of make me chuckle in this, but this song is called Worst Case Scenario. And it's, you know, you, you hear all these songs about the older guy dating the younger, you know, mm-hmm. all the, but this is kind of the flip side of that um, and maybe the reality of that. And it's super funny. I took her to Canners for a coffee Cause her buzz was wearing off She sat there staring at the ceiling And I got this awful feeling I was failing as I tried to relate And as I waved a waitress down She put her gum on my plate She said you seem really nice But you refuse to evolve I bet you're still listening to rumors Glass houses and revolver Well I've never seen Star Wars And I don't think I'm gonna Get involved with a guy who used to master to Madonna, she said, What has Lindsay Buckingham done lately? I'm sitting near a can, there's been no answers, said that rock and roll can't save me. Oh, 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 best, better, good, better, worst case scenario. fun is that what were the three albums he, he name checked <laughs> rumors glass houses and revolver and i always listen to those <laughs> oh it, and he does uh, a billy joel covers in his act i mean this has been a while i think this was oh gosh i thought i wrote down the year but 2004 I, oh okay um they're wonderful and wayne feds introduced you to these guys yes they did a show somewhere i think it was on santa monica boulevard and we bought the record and the whole record is good there is a song called blue mm-hmm. that has one of the greatest like crescendo endings of a song and it's outstanding it's really great it's and did really you and, great. did you and wayne go to the show together with some friends i didn't mean you were dating I <laughs> wayne's a great guy he is a great guy really funny very uh i laugh as soon as i see him i, I laugh because i know that something's gonna make me laugh yes so yeah, I love him. He's great. Yeah, he he, and we got to meet Morty Coyle. Yeah, he was for a time married to one of the Full House girls, uh, Jody Sweet. Yes, yes, she does some X. Yeah, or some drugs of some type. Yeah, that did not last. But no. he's dynamic and fantastic, and I just please. You, you would think the rocker would have the drug problem, but no, it's the girl from Full House. Well, but she was a child star. And those people never succeed. Well, I mean, no meaning that like that, uh, you know, they've had problems. I don't know. We're not, what, let's not defame. What are we going to do? With, what are we going to do with Bieber? <laughs> oh. What are we going to do with this guy? Oh, my heart. His tattoos and his pants down around his uh, I ankles. I don't know. I don't know. Have you been watching any of the Lindsay Lohan uh, no. documentary series? No, you know, no. It, is it really a documentary? <laughs> well, let me tell you. It's uh, executive produced by Oprah, uh, and um, they are real. They are literally. They're just following her around. Okay. It's not. They're not like today. Lindsay's gonna bake a cake. You know. It's just they're really okay. just following. I mean, it, and there's a lot of like 
she says she doesn't want to shoot today. And a lot of the crew be, being like, well, she has to come down here and shoot. It's in her contract. <laughs> so I'm kind of fascinated by that it. That is good. Yeah. It's no, they're not tricking it out. They're not, they're not, they're not editing her words. It's really just, huh. it's really just the train wreck of just filming her day to day. Oh, that makes me so sad when real talented kids just can't handle all them. She is so amazing in those early movies. Yes. It, it, Parent Trap, she is amazing. It's, that is a great family movie. She and she's great in it. Yep. Uh, and, but Pilar cannot watch it mm. because who's in it? Who plays the woman in it? Natasha Lisa Ann Walter. Oh. Yeah. <gasps> and as soon as Pilar sees her, she just goes, that woman was skiing with her kids and she bumped her head and then hours later she died. I, go, yeah. I, I know, honey, but you just have to yeah. not think about that. When I know. You, but I know. she's just like, but anything can happen. I go, I know. I know. Oh. I know. <laughs> She was taken, and her husband couldn't get her back. <laughs> oh, it is a very heartbreaking story. It is. It, it really is. <laughs> In all is. seriousness, it's tragic. Wear a helmet. Yes. Well, right. okay. I know. I know. Anything can, I know. Anything can happen. Um, I, can, uh, I can almost never play, have a show without playing uh, Chrissy Hind. Mm. So this is from 1999 Pretenders album that I'm sure no one heard. Cover photo is by... Uh, is by Linda McCartney. Took the oh. photo on the cover. Wow. Rock in peace, Linda. And um, this album is called Viva El Amor. And this song is called Nails in the Road. It's an amazing album. This is a sticky situation. Require a measure of tact. We just don't like to mix it with y'all. It's a cultural fact My patience has won't fit in My ties are gonna explode Yeah, yeah Every time I try to get close to you I throw nails in the road That's great. Yeah, it's an amazing album. I highly recommend it. Okay. Go get it. Yeah. So, uh, before you play your last song, you can follow... Christy at Christy S man with two N's. Yes. C H R I S T Y. Uh, anything else we should look for? Meh. Anything else coming up? Meh. Just Wri- writing on any shows right now? No, just writing a pilot, writing a spec. What? Blah, blah, blah. Um, King of the Hill. What? Uh, w- tell me one of the episodes you wrote that people would know. What was um, one of the ones that has the Christy Stratton I wrote name the one on where, um, Peggy befriends a drag queen. Okay, <laughs> I know but that doesn't one. know she's right. the, he's a drag queen. Mm-hmm. And then the twist is that she realizes that oh my gosh, he thinks I'm a drag queen as well. <laughs> um, that was me. That's great. Um, I wrote the one where Hank uh, takes care of a soldier's cat. He thinks he's getting a dog, but it's a cat. And the uh, cat <laughs> that I wrote that one. Anyway, I are wrote you a few. are you watching Silicon Valley? Um, I, I, it's in my queue, but okay. I, I, they re like, I saw an early pilot and then I saw the one that then I thought, oh, they're, they're really, they made some enhancements that are, were just right on. And the, the second episode was really good. I yeah. Think. Oh, good. Really good. I like the first one, but the second one was really good. Okay. I think once, I think after this third one, the kind of setup will be complete. Yeah. There'll be more funny, funny, stuff. more funny. Okay. Cool. Yeah. He's gifted that one that Mike judge. Well, thank you for. Always for being here. Oh, I love I like, it. You're kind of like Wayne Fetterman because when you walk in, I get happy. Oh, 
And um, oh, that's so nice. And uh, follow us at Rock Solid Show. And Christy's going to play a song, and then Kyle's going to play us out. And I also like to do this now. I like to do this James Bond thing where I say, I say that Christy Stratton will return in Contraction Junction. Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, what, what does that have to do with James Bond? Okay. At the end of the James Bond movies, oh. at the end of all the credits, it would say, James Bond will return in... They do it, that in uh, it, the Marvel movies now. Yes, they oh. do. And it tells you the title. And if they don't have a title, it'll just say, James Bond will return. Okay. Pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. Um, Sneak and Sally through the alley. Robert Palmer. Love, love, Rock. love, love. Rock and peace. I mean, I thought, oh, right? Yeah. I loved the stuff he did, like the 80s. Like, I loved all of that. I don't dislike that. But this particular record has so many different musical styles. And I, I just, this song, it's very slow, so it's hard to kind of put a chunk of it. But um, it's called um, From a Whisper to a Scream. Do you think they buried him in a suit? I'm a whisper in the wind To a loud scream A message came that I lost you To the warmth of another man Tears fall from your eyes. Anyway, it's really bluesy and great, and there's a lot of fun stuff on that record that I just absolutely adore, and I still listen to all the time. Yeah, Love. that's uh, yeah. If you only know him from Simply Irresistible, there's there's much, 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 much more. Yes, which Heavy Nova was great. Yeah, it kind of got a little a, a little croonery, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I right. just mean like he that became his thing with the suits and mm-hmm. you know, and just the voice is. But yeah. then, but then I remember that MTV video for the song Clues. Oh, like, looking for clues. Looking yeah, for yeah, clues yeah. where everything's giant. He's <gasps> uh-huh. like little, and it's like that's so different from the stuff you just played. Yes, or Power Station, or yeah, you know, I, I think Riptide. Yeah, I think he's so underrated. Yeah. I really, I really do. And lots of albums. I think yeah. some people. I think some people think Riptide was his first album. Yeah, not not at all. Mm. All right, Kyle. What do you got? You got a deep album cut? Yeah. Where do we follow you on Twitter? At Kyle Dotson Funny. Okay. You know we got to fix that, right? Yeah. <laughs> you. It's, come on, it's a joke we do every time. I know, it's I fun. know. Um, <laughs> we do it with uh, Mike Siegel more. That's right. Because uh, Mike really hammers you when he's here. No. Oh, I meant because his, his Twitter is at Funny Mike. Yeah, he's mm. got to change that. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, is a, this is a Breaking Bad, or no, I'm sorry, Breaking Benjamin song okay. from a 2006 album called Phobia. And it kind of had like a Katy Perry Thing where like almost every song on it was a single, but this one was not. And okay. I think this is one of the better songs. It's called Topless. Thank you for being here, Christy. Love it. Thanks. Happy to be here.
Mein 